This episode of Pick Up the Six podcast is sponsored by Allbirds. I've been an Allbirds customer for years because their shoes look great, they're super comfortable, and they make shoes and clothes that are better for you and better for the planet by using revolutionary premium natural materials. As a runner, I'm also looking for a shoe that feels and fits great out on a run. And so I'm pumped to tell you about the Allbirds Tree Flyer. I have a pair and they are great. The Tree Flyer is lightweight, super springy and wildly comfortable making your running efforts of all shapes and sizes feel surprisingly effortless. They provide unbelievable cushion and comfort so even your toughest runs are easier on your body. I noticed from step one when I put these on they just felt great and that's thanks to the Swift Foam midsole. It's lightweight and big on cushion and energy return. I recommend these shoes because I wear these shoes. I have the orange ones Plus, they have loads of other great stuff, too. And they're hooking you up with a free pair of Allbirds socks on your next order of 50 bucks or more. Just use the promo code PICKUPTHESOCKS. Pretty good, right? Pick up the socks at allbirds.com on your next order of 50 or more, and you're getting a free pair of socks from those guys. Lace up the tree flyer and get running today at allbirds.com. That's allbirds.com. Josh Landon grew up in nightclubs in Vegas. His family owned and operated clubs that were voted number one in the country five years in a row. It was a fast-paced life and one that almost cost Josh all of it. He ended up at the bottom, but through faith and family, he has clawed his way back out and he's pouring his passion into healing centers for veterans, first responders, and members of the law enforcement community. Let's meet Josh and hear his story on this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast. Ryan Jodis back once again for another episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast, and Josh Lannon joins me today. Hey, man, how you doing? Doing great. It's an absolute uh, honor and pleasure. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Me too, dude. Uh, pleasure's all on this side of the microphone. Uh, excited to do this, get to know you. Hear about what I think is a pretty unique background based on the work that you're doing now and just this incredible mission through Warrior's Heart. Obviously, we're drawn to it. Our audience is drawn to it. And we've been trying to have a steady drumbeat here of not just hearing from warriors about the things they've done, but also talking to organizations that are there to help assist that incredible warfighter um, and just accelerate life, move on, carry with get better after just everything we're asked, we ask them to do, right? Our nation asks an incredible amount of responsibility and stress uh, on our American military, but also our first responders and EMS and, and all those kinds, and they carry a lot with them. So like the conversation yeah. I had with Evan Owens at Reboot Recovery, uh, even chats that we had recently with uh, Janelle McCauley, just about mindfulness and wellness. There's a lot, right? There's a lot happening and it makes us feel good when we know that there are organizations like Warriors Heart that are out there trying to give back to this group. So dude, we're just thrilled to do it. Right on, man. Awesome. Thank you. So a guy that has had his own ups and downs, ha has had your own trials and tribulations, growing, growing up in the nightclub industry, right? In the heart of where all that kind of activity be happening in Las Vegas. So how do you, how, how's your journey get you to this point? Cause I know there's a lot that gets there, but you grew up in the nightclub space. I mean, that that's a that's a that's a high stake, heavy moving, a lot happening in that space. Well, especially in Las Vegas, you know, Sin City, what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. And uh, it was wild and fun in my 20s, but it also took its toll and about killed me. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, there, it's a double-edged sword, right? Uh, it's socially acceptable to drink. It's almost expected, but it's not okay to have a problem. So it's like, Hey man, when do I know? Like mm. everyone else around me knew, but it took me a while to figure it out that I had the problem. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm nothing special. Like we all have problems in lives growing up and struggles. And I think that's what really makes us who we are. And we can look back at our, our past and history and go, yeah, there's a reason for this. Some of the stuff I, I do not like, I do not agree with, but it happened. Um, so how can I become a better father, better uh, human being, better man because of it, uh, because of these trials and tribulations? So, yeah. And, and oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, was there a pivotal moment or was it a series <clears throat> of moments? You know, I've, I've heard we've had a lot of conversations, you know, uh, had an incredible conversation. My friend Charlie Engel, ultra runner who had a series of events that ultimately kind of culminated in basically like a shootout with the cops. And like, he's like rock bottom, Dang. you know what I mean? Right, like, right. And turned his life around. Um, so was it a culmination of events or was there, was there a moment where you say, cause you said it almost cost you your life. What happened in 2002 that yeah. caused you to, to kind of refocus? <clears throat> so kind of a spoiler alert and I'll go back to it is it was the strength of the team that saved my ass and the team was my wife. And uh, so it was a long accumulation of drinking, partying. Hey, I'm sorry. Next time it's going to be different. I promise. You know, all that stuff. I, I'm not going to, it's, it's hard alcohol. That's the problem. I'm just going to drink beer. I'm just going to drink on the weekends. Like tried all the formulas. Just, I just kind of get it. <clears throat> and um, one day I'd, I'd been out, <clears throat> excuse me. I've been out on a bender for about three days partying and in Vegas, it's easy to do. You can disappear and no one's going to find you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we didn't have GPS on our phones or any of that stuff back then. So I'm out doing my thing. I come home and I'm, I'm just, I'm done. Like I, I I'm done. I'm spiritually broke, mentally broke, physically, financially, like I'm done. Um, the, the game was up for me. So I was ready to end my life. Why? Because I was a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. uh, to my wife, then a protector, you know, I, I'm kind of wired that way. <clears throat> I want to protect my friends, protect my family. And now oh, here I am, <clears throat> man, I'm still getting connected, emotional to it. Here mm -hmm. I am being, you know, the problem. It's like, how did I get here? And I was ashamed of it. Um, I never laid my hands on my wife or any of that stuff. Um, but I was a dick. Like I was definitely an asshole. And, um, <clears throat> Uh, one night she comes home in uniform. Well, even before that, uh, before that, I was ready to end my life. So I cleaned my M4 AR-15, cleaned it, went through the whole ritual, and uh, I sat in the bathtub and I was ready to, to shoot myself in the, in the head. And how bad I was is that I got my bulletproof vest because we would run in nightclubs. I'd run money and, and security teams. So, you know, we'd arm up and so I had all my kit, <clears throat> put my bulletproof vest behind my head because I wanted to be considerate. Um, I didn't want the bullet to go into the tile and, you know, hey, I, like this is being considerate for her. Not knowing that, thinking through like, hey, she's going to open it up. She's going to see me. That's going to trauma. Like, really? This is considerate. But that's how bad the thinking had gotten. Like, I know what bullets do to brains type of thing. This is going to solve the problem. So in the bathtub, ready to, to do it. And uh, I just kind of do it. 
thank God. Like uh, I broke down, I was crying. And I don't know if this was a, 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 you know, well, it was, it was definitely a pivotal point, but I don't know if it was a spiritual experience. I don't know how to explain it, but what I heard in my head was not yet. Mm. There's more work to do. Not yet. And man, I weeped, I weeped and weeped and weeped. And, uh, like, okay. So I get lay on the couch, put my stuff away, lay on the couch. A couple hours later, my wife comes home. She's working in Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, LVMPD. She's working the booking floor. So she comes home in full uniform as an officer, sees me on the couch. I open my eyes and she's like, Josh, that's it. I'm done. So she had her moment too the same night. And what I saw was the woman that I fell in love with. Like she had lost herself to my addiction as well. The games, the covering up for me. Oh, he's just sick. Oh, I don't know where he's at. Like she knew damn well what was going on, but she covered for me. This time, like, hey, it's up. There's no more. I'm sorry. It's over. She was, and what she said next changed my life. Now, in my recollection, my wise ass, I'm pretty sure she had her hand on her gun when she said this and rightfully so she probably should have shot me yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i i deserved it for sure she goes josh you either go to rehab tonight or i'm gonna divorce you mm. not knowing what i just did where i was in the bathtub like all, all like not knowing just she was like this is it i'm done I'm like okay i'm in because this is a major fork in the road yeah if I say no, I know where it's going to lead me. This darkness, this destruction, it would be better off if I died because I'm one of those guys that can okay, and burn it all down, mm. you know, watch me. So there'll be destruction with people that I love or this unknown path of, well, let me go hand in hand with my wife and go to rehab. And I have no idea what this means. And I'm scared to death. I'm even scared of this path than the yeah. darkness, Yeah, you know? So I'm like, okay, I'm in. So next thing I know, I, I go into rehab and uh, start the process. And the cool thing is we started healing together. 100% on the alcoholic and she was a codependent wife. So I had my stuff to work on. She had her stuff to work on. It wasn't like, you're the one that has a problem. You go get help. She didn't play any of that, yeah. which was fantastic. Like, hey, I, I, I'm owning my part too. So my team saved my life, my wife, my closest, most dear beloved like the one that's most intimate with me saved my life and man i i still owe her to this day for it and um she's never used it as a leverage point or any of that it was just from pure love um so i I really just thank a lot i thank her a lot and feel for the guys that have pushed it so far that have burned it down that they don't have that ask that Mm -hmm. asset anymore they don't have those resources because she was, she was there. Like if I said, no, one more time, gone. You know, my, my family was pretty fed up with me. Friends were fed up with me. It was the one that, that held on. And uh, yeah. so that was the pivotal point that, uh, that changed everything. For me. Yeah. I, I would say that's a rather pivotal point. Holy yeah. shit, man. I mean, quite <laughs> frankly, and I, you know, this is the first time we've ever talked, uh, Josh. So I'm just grateful for you. I'm grateful for the vulnerability it takes. I say this a lot on the show and I really mean it. Like we don't take it for granted the space it takes to go back into that moment. Right. But we know that by Mm -hmm. sharing it, someone might listen, even if one person who needs to hear it. 
who it could possibly exactly. impact in life, right? Dude, yeah. that's a crazy um, course of events that I don't really believe in coincidence. I'm a believer that God orchestrates activity and chooses to remain anonymous about the results, right? Mm -hmm. So the way in which that all goes down is rather incredible, but that's sort of the grace of that voice in your head. I think it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Telling you're not yet. Right. And then you kind of go from there. And, and what this last question sort of about that part of it, because then we'll talk about sure. sort of what you do next. Cause it seems to me like we shut this part down. We're going all in here and we're moving in a different direction. That's it. At what point in that rehabilitation and healing process, do you unveil to her what she had just potentially missed? Um, it was in the program, uh, in a therapy session and it was, it was surprising to her, but it wasn't, mm, Yeah, you know, um, but I could see it in her face. Like you son of a bitch, you better not have done that to me. Mm. Like that. I would have left her with a bigger problem, you know, thinking that I'm solving the problem versus how dare you do that to me. And it was like, then I could see it from her point of view, like, man, I left her to pick up all the pieces thinking that, okay, I'm solving this problem, but really I was doing even more damage. Uh, and I was just like, whew, okay, now I can see it from a holistic point of view. I can see it from different angles. Now before I was just so blinded on, oh, poor me, I'm struggling, Yeah, you know, and not truly seeing the impact that it has on our entire family. So you begin this process, but you know, through the, through the, through the tough times, right. Even, even in the darkness, you are sitting on a wealth of knowledge and understanding, right? Like, yeah, you've had your issues, but you got some pretty good business acumen, right? Like you've been running a lot of, like, you know what you're doing. So, so what's next, right? You know, yeah. where, where do you go next <clears throat> from here? So there's a saying that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I think I've had teachers, all of us in our life that show up, some that I didn't even realize it and others like, okay, I'm, I want to learn from this person. So getting sober, clearing the fog, it was almost like Forrest Gump, like get into shrimping. Okay. Go do this. Okay. Right. It was like, I'm taking, taking all my way of doing things off and is it given will and control over to God? Again, I still don't understand it, but I trust it. It's like, okay, I'm just going to follow the promptings, kind of mm -hmm. see where this thing goes. Yeah. And next thing I know, I become friends with the owner of the treatment center that I went to. And he goes, hey, uh, when I was drinking and using, all I wanted to do was open up restaurants. He had a series of Bob's Big Boy restaurants in California. He goes, now that I'm sober, all I wanted to do is open up treatment centers. Maybe you'll be the same. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I just didn't see it yeah. until afterwards. I'm like, I can't work in the clubs anymore. I just can no longer be spiritually part of a problem. Get people drunk, help, <clears throat> help them get laid, keep the women safe. Like that was our business plan and we yeah. were good at it. Yeah. It's like, I just couldn't do it anymore. The one night stands, all that stuff that goes on in clubs. So instead of being part of a problem, what about being part of a solution? And the solution is help. I know that side of it, the darkness. I'm now getting into recovery. I know me. If I'm in some, I got to go all in. So let me jump into recovery 100%. Let me help other guys get sober. And uh, so I called him, him back up, Spencer. I said, hey, for you, what did you see? He goes, I don't know. Um, 
but if you want to learn this field, I'll teach you. So now I have a mentor. I'm like, okay. He goes, show up in my office Monday morning. It was like Friday. Um, and I'll start teaching the field. So I drove from Las Vegas back to California. So, okay, I'm your student. He's, and he gave me all of his policy procedure manuals to start. He goes, first dig into this and start learning the back end of licensing. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, I'm going, why are you doing this? Like, I'm going to be your competition. He goes, it's yeah. one alcoholic helping another alcoholic. Just promise me you'll do the same someday. Like, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a selfless we're, mindset. We're still- it's a selfless mindset of giving it away. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you can take so much in and, and <clears throat> quite frankly, competition or not, like you can only do so much. And when you both are sort of mission aligned with what you ultimately are trying to do, then be out in the space. Right. It's all good. What What's the timeline between that, right. Starting that process and opening journey healing centers, which was the first yeah. center that you and Lisa opened up together. How long did all that take? Uh, it, let's see, January of 2020. Two, and then we opened our first facility in August. Nice. So it, it, it took a while, but I mean, it's still pretty fast. Yeah. Um, and just studying the business side of it and, and the licensing side of it. But going back is that's why I love, love what you do, Brian, so much is that service before self is like, and that's what he did. He wanted to be in service to me yeah. at possibly a financial cost to him. It's like, hey, man, one alcoholic helping another alcoholic. And I'm like, okay. Like, so I've carried that into this field. It's like, this is what it's about. Mm. Helping another warrior, if you will, or another alcoholic. The other part of it is that the day I got out of rehab, my father was visiting my brother in Dana Point. Uh, it was running Christmas. And father said, hey, here's this book. It was an audio series book. I want you to listen to it. I'm like, I'm not into that stuff. No, no, thanks. He goes, look, promise me, son, you'll listen to it. The guy's from Hawaii because I lived in Hawaii a number of years. I love Hawaii. He goes, so you might find something in uh, common with him. So driving back to Vegas, we put in the audio series, my wife and I, and next thing you know, it's like, again, the student is ready. The teacher will appear. Mm. There's this guy, Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad. Yep. Changed everything. Now we have the financial education. And before we had the uh, management style, but I didn't know anything about money. I wasn't mm-hmm. taught about money in school and, you know, and money doesn't grow on trees and all that stuff that I came in with. And here I'm now starting to learn about money from a rich person's point of view. And basically what I heard is money's just a tool to support your mission. That's right. It's just a tool. You just haven't been trained on how to use the tool. And people that aren't, are untrained in using tools hurt themselves and hurt others with tools that they don't know how to use. And thinking about firearms and stuff, I'm like, well, that makes total sense. Sure does. Yeah. All right. Let me learn how to use this tool. And uh, so that's what we did. We started studying financial education and, and uh, we raised the money to open our first facility. Uh, and then we're, we're, off and running because we didn't have anything. So we had to go out and we pitched banks, we pitched private mm-hmm. investors. And there's a whole story there of no, 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 yeah. but it's like resiliency of, Hey, I'm on a mission. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get this. It, thing this is happening, out. right? This is happening. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's happening in some way, shape or form, right? We're doing this. Yeah. There's no other choice. We burned the boats on the other things. <laughs> of 
Cortez, 100%. Yeah, yeah we burned all the ships. So yeah, you did. just like I was as committed when I was like, I had it in my mind that I was going to get drunk that night. Mm-hmm. Like no one was going to stop me. Mm-hmm. That same level of commitment focused into business now. So being an alcoholic addict, in essence, became a gift sure. because of the wiring is there. It's like, I just channeled it in the wrong direction. Why don't I yeah. channel like, oh, I'm really good that's... at pouring myself all in on stuff. Cool. Why don't I just <laughs> yeah. redirect the wiring? Exactly. That's a doable thing. Like, we, don't, it. we don't take, it's not easy, right? Like it was a lot of hard work for you. Oh, damn straight. Yeah. Yeah. I worked two years for free and yeah, you know, yeah, that was 20, yeah, but also like 20 years ago, right? Like a lot's happened. I'm sure between now and then too, <laughs> if you look back on it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So tell me about Warriors Heart, because that's one of the big reasons we want to talk today is just about the incredible work you're doing there. How does that get started? Yeah. I, I got to think your wife's background is a big reason why, but mm-hmm. what other motivating factors are behind it? And then just tell us what this great group does. Got it. All right. So more story if you're good to that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, Love it. Man. Know, the his- history of it. And hopefully your listeners, your viewers can find little pieces of this stuff and apply it into their mm-hmm. life, you know, and say, oh, okay, and then start to connect dots because that's what it's about. And it's like, hey, um, it's one thing if Kiyosaki can do it. It's another if a student can do it. So same thing. If I can pass it down, someone else can apply the stuff. Yeah. Hey, man, it's worth it. All right. So uh, Warrior's Heart. So in journey this is a treatment center that my wife and i built we had six locations it grew because we we built it from the end user's point of view like what is the addict Mm -hmm. what is the alcoholic thinking like when he's scared to death walking through the door what is the family members dealing with so we didn't build it from a profit and loss we built it from a human perspective Mm -hmm. and, and it worked and it blew up in a good way so this is now 15 2015, 16, so going through. And we had a lot more guys coming back uh, from overseas. And uh, so we had military guys coming into our programs. And the civilian, if you will, is like, hey, man, what was it like over there? How many guys you kill? It's like, oh, man, this isn't story time. Mm-hmm. Like, so there was a disconnect. And then with Lisa's connections on the law enforcement side, we had our officers coming into the program. And I'll never forget a SWAT officer was sitting in a group across from the guy that cooks meth. And they're like, Hey man, how am I supposed to get vulnerable in here? My job is to, you know, and this is, this is, um, serious. He's like, Hey, my job is to kick your door in. The guy cooked meth is like, yeah, man. And my job is to stop you. It's like, so how are we supposed to like, you know, embrace and say, Hey, we're both struggling. So I saw that both are willing, they want to get help but they're in the wrong environment to do it. So there was always that kind of, hmm, okay, how do we do this? So we started talking about like a veterans healing center. Um, so the, the idea was starting to brew and I love military trainings. I've, I've done a, a lot of like these private trainings. I'm a big component of personal development, study books. Like I became a student once I got sober. Like I study more now than I ever did in school. Yeah. So I'm part of this group called YPO, Young Presence Organization. And YPO, uh, I saw this advertisement. You have what it takes to be a U.S. operator. Experience what it's like in four days. And they put you through all these devolutions. Had this guy climbing under barbed wire with a big rucksack on. And I'm like, I want to do that. So I signed up for it. 
I go to this course in North Carolina next to Fort Bragg and, uh, and uh, I loved it. Like I, they kicked our ass. They maintained brand integrity. Like we slept, I don't know, maybe six, seven hours the whole time mm -hmm. down pilot and having to solve problems and uh, resistance training and scenarios. And like, it was good stuff. I was prepared mentally and physically the best I could for some of that stuff. What I wasn't prepared for was after the training, now partner Tom Spooner does a briefing. He's like, hey, man, listen up. All that stuff's good and fine and well done. Congratulations, you completed the course. I want to talk to you about something that's more important. 22 veterans a day are committing suicide. And it was the first time I'd ever heard that. It's like, that doesn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we're losing more of our nation's heroes on our own soil than we are in combat. It's like, how? Why? It's like, so what's, what do you want us to do? He's like, well, we're briefing you guys because you guys are influencers. You guys are business guys. Like, I'm putting some of the burden on you. Mm. Like, the veteran community has been carrying this for a long time. Now it's time for the civilian community to start carrying this burden. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit. I was like, yeah, because most of us didn't know about it. So I ended up becoming pretty good friends with Tom. And it's like, so what's the solution? So we started talking about it, breaking it down. Like when a guy commits, guy or gal commits the final act, not always, but typically they're drunk or high when they do it. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, themselves. yeah, man. Right. They're isolated yeah. and they're under the influence. Isolated. Totally. And it's like, so I'm rewinding to my thing. It's like, okay, I'm not military. I didn't enroll or enlist, but man, that, that was my story. Like I'm by myself. I'm drunk. I'd like yep. get it. So he's like, yeah, man. So it's like, hey, I have the drug and alcohol treatment side of it, the business. Mm -hmm. Tom also has a history of the recovery side of it. It's like, so let's let's merge together civilian and a military veteran, put it together. And then Lisa comes in as a police officer and let's form Warrior's Heart. So Warrior's Heart is a company that's just, it's a treatment center, uh, drug and alcohol, that is just dedicated to the warrior class, active military veterans, first responders. That's it. So we don't mix the population mm -hmm. with civilians. And it, oh my gosh, it works. Like it works well. So we sold, Lisa and I sold our journey company. So now we have assets. We put all the chips on the table. We bought a 543 acre ranch outside of San Antonio. That's where I'm at now in Bandera. And we opened Warrior's Heart uh, in 2000. 16. And uh, since then, we've, uh, man, I'm sorry. Yeah, 2000. This is my dyslexia. <laughs> we've been, we've been open for six years, almost seven wow. years. Yeah, incredible. So since then, we've put almost 1800 guys through our program. And we've grown from a 60 to we're now a 100 bed facility, detox, inpatient, outpatient. We got a canine program, a wood shop, a metal shop, uh, intensive counseling, therapy, one-on-one -on -one sessions. Like it's a full-fledged operation where yeah. guys walk into the program. They're like, this is kind of like a training program. Like it's set up like that's familiar, um, but, but it's not a in-your-face type of, hey, we're going to do PT, up, down, up. It's none of that. It, it's, a, it's a program structured with love, but it's, it is highly structured where guys get back into the routine again. And uh, 
learn how to get sober and live life on life's terms. It's absolutely incredible, man. Uh, and needed now more than ever, quite frankly, um, because you've just got so many uh, of those guys and gals that are battling and, you know, we just, we've seen too much of it and you're right. You know, we just, that, that number blows you away, right? It does. You hear about it doesn't that. make sense. It doesn't make sense, but it, but it's reality. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so what I'm a bit on fire about is just the emergence of so many groups like this that are rowing in the same direction to ultimately mm -hmm. try to help solve this heartbreaking problem. You guys say you're a little goofy there. What does that mean? <laughs> Sure. It's one of our core values. We're a little goofy. So we do serious work. Uh, mm -hmm. So we, we work hard, but we also play hard. So it's important that we laugh again. Like yeah. for a long time, I never laughed unless I was drunk. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we laugh, we have fun. We do goofy things uh, from our, in our staff meetings, quarterly meetings to what we do with our guys just to blow off that pressure and blow off some of that steam and be like, hey, man, yeah, I can I can enjoy life without the use of drugs or alcohol. Yeah, because it at one time, like it worked drinking. It worked as a med at first to laugh and to you know have fun. Yeah. And then it was to medicate. But at a certain point in time, like for me, no matter how much I drank, used it didn't work. Like I still hurt. I'd have moments of uh, relief, but then it would be even worse afterwards. Mm -hmm. So once we start to take that away and the guy or gal is raw, it's like, hey, let's start to rebuild on some core fundamentals of life and laughter and fun is one of them. It's important. What's it cost for somebody to, to attend this? Right? What does it cost them yeah. to be a part of this, to get this care they need? So good question. So it, it depends. Um, active duty, nothing. Command refers it, they come in. Veterans, uh, if they're tied into their VA, we work with a number of VAs. We'll get a VA referral, no cost. Uh, we ask for $350 um, incidental. So if guys want to buy shirts and stuff, but mm -hmm. there's no cost for the treatment. Um, TRICARE, if you have TRICARE, you pay your out-of-pocket deductible. Um, and that's on the military side. For our first responders, a lot of the departments have insurance. We'll take a look at their insurance and you pay your out-of-pocket deductible. Like we're not chasing guys for money. It's like, hey, the insurance company will pay us what yeah. they pay us. You're not going to get a surprise bill from us afterwards. Um, and then some guys have nothing. Like, hey, man, I burned everything down. We work with some fantastic nonprofits that help support, like Gary Sinise is incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, we Defy, um, well, on the jiu-jitsu side, um, uh, geez, uh, SOGAF, like a number of them. And... So we have a scholarship account that they are application they can fill out and that goes to a board. They review it. And a lot of guys, not a lot, but there's a few guys that come in with again, zero money or very little money out of pocket because you have other Americans that are helping yeah. address this issue. So don't, I guess my point is saying, don't let money get in the way. If you or someone is struggling, call us and we'll figure it out. We're pretty good at it. Yeah. How can our, can our folks help? in some capacity? Can, can they donate? Can they contribute? Is there a way they can, can give into a scholarship fund? Yeah. There's the Warriors Heart Foundation, which is separate than Warriors Heart. Mm -hmm. um, but you can donate to that would be awesome. And all of those funds go directly to the Warriors. They go right to the front line. So they're not getting sucked out with uh, payroll and all that stuff. You know, Beautiful. we don't, yeah, they don't play that. 
Beautiful. What's next? What's next on the horizon for you guys? No, good question. So um, we're poised to expand with multiple locations. It's very important for us to maintain brand integrity. It's not like we don't want to put 10,000 guys through the program that don't have the quality of care. So uh, we're expanding out in Texas. We're looking at Fort Worth next. We're looking at Houston. We're also looking at Virginia. We're looking at Florida. Um, we have the formula set. Like in six years of operation, the formula is there. Now it's just putting a team together. Say, hey, man, are you interested in running a program or being a part of this yeah. uh, in these locations? So we're always looking for talent to join the mission. And, and I mean, like, I think we're hiring almost 30 guys right now. So we have a staff 143. We're growing. Like we want to continue to give back to our community and hire the right team members that are part of the mission and uh, the vision of what we're doing. Probably thinking about like where are those high density areas where these guys tend to gravitate towards once their time and service is up. Um, yep. and, there, and there are probably some pockets around the country where they naturally kind of end up. And I'm sure you guys Absolutely. are taking a look at that. Tell our listeners where they can go, man, give us the website, social media accounts. Like where can we send them to just see what you guys are doing to yep. give you a follow? Cause that always helps. And then potentially mm -hmm. to, uh, to contribute if they can. Yeah, man. Thanks for that. So it's www.warriorsheart.com. Pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Same thing on social media, Warriors Heart. Um, we also have a documentary on Amazon. It costs a buck, 99 cents to watch it. And that really uh, dives in deep to who we are and what we do. That's incredible. Josh, man, it's been uh, great to hear your story. And again, I go back to the beginning, right? We don't take it for granted what it, what it means for you to, to go back in time and revisit that. But there's incredible lessons along the way. Uh, and man, just you guys have built something that as far as we're concerned here, checks all the boxes here, pick up the six man service for self strength, the purpose, community impact, and find an opportunity to, you know, somebody said the other day, like, Hey, thanks for doing your show. I'm like, stop. You can stop right there. This is literally the least we can do to help shed light on just incredible things that are happening. We, you know, you can't flip on the news without being pissed. So we're like, fine. Right. So don't let's right. share some stories that are going to lift you back up and show you just the good awesome. happening. So we're just right on, Brian. Great for you too. Keep it up, man. Stay in the fight, as they say. Continue. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Never out of the fight, my brother. He's Josh Landon. Grateful for him. The name of the organization is Warriors Heart. Been a cool conversation today. He's Josh Landon. I'm Brian Jodis. That's been this episode of Pick Up Six Podcast.